do the right thing. Hello and welcome to the podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any given situation. For example, what is the correct way to turn your fucking phone off? Oh my Look, god. I know we've got no respect for the show, but we thought you might. Do you want to meet the teams? Yeah. On my left is the common ground between Danny LaRue and the Pope. It's Margaret Cable and Smith. <laughs> Joining her, Germanic supervillain origin story, Martin White. <laughs> and on the other team, it's Irish bellend, Michael Legg. Yeah! <laughs> and Foster's Comedy Award Best Newcomer Loser, Tom Tom. <laughs> It's time for the first round, The Importance of Being Right, uh, and also the composer's in tonight, so you've got to be really nice about the music. <laughs> Let's hear Martin's hard work. <laughs> the Importance of Being Right. I think it's good. I like it, I like it. Yeah, really well done. It's the only, it's the only work I can get. <laughs> So in this round, I'm going to present each team with a scenario and they must tell me what is the correct thing to do according to expert academic source material found in the hallowed halls of the University of the Internet. <laughs> Margaret and Martin, you first. You pop out to Sainsbury's one day to do the big shop, where upon your return you find that the world economy has eaten itself. This in turn sees a run on the banks, utilities failing, fuel running dry, no police, no military, just mass panic and murder. You want to curl up in a ball and cry, but according to the secrets of survival, what is the best way to survive the collapse of civilization? I think it's to sit indoors and do as little as possible so you don't actually need any food. Um, and just to sit in the flat, completely motionless, watching television. That's your um, life, Martin. Exactly. <laughs> do you remember those when the government sent around those leaflets just after um, September the 11th? Do you remember they September sort of said... Um, <laughs> it, it may not have been the day after, I don't know. But um, it did slightly panic me. And, and, but what I did was I went and I bought one two-litre bottle of water that, and, I, and put it in a cupboard, and I think it's still there. Is, I've, I've, already do, I've already done the big shop. <laughs> the I've, ultimate I have done, shop. I've already done... The big shop, so I'm going to be fine. Have you got Sorry. all this stuff already, then? Yeah, I've got, I've got bottled water, I've got powdered milk, I've got loads of you know these little tins of uh, Del Monte fruit. You're uh, a lucky got, girlfriend. I've got, I've, got, I've got loads of them. I've got uh, herbs growing on the windowsill. They'll die. I got, am... a sm- got a small abattoir. Small <laughs> abattoir. Someone once went to Martin's flat. I've never been, and uh, they said to me, "I've been to Martin's flat." He's definitely not gay. And, I, and to this day, to this day, no idea what it means. No idea what it means. Cellar full of women. It, it's because it's the plants are dead, that's why. Pants in the fridge. <laughs> I, I, would, I would sort of paint my face with whatever came to hand and go out as a travelling clown. Because no, no, no one hurts clowns in primitive civilizations, so... Wow. And what would come to hand as paint? <laughs> a mixture of blood and plasticine. <laughs> so you you're saying you will, have, you will have no <laughs> Are you saying you'll have no food but you will have a massive amount of play-doh? <laughs> I'll have some play-doh and a ready supply of blood. The thing is, the thing is, Tom, you can eat play-doh, it's edible. 
So would you rather use that as food? He'd rather be a clown. Have you seen his work? <laughs> clown and die of starvation. <laughs> Do you know what? Even in the end of days, he's thinking about PR. <laughs> Martin was most, most close with his food thing. And that's just you, isn't it? That's not even planning. That's just my normal that's life. That's your normal life. <laughs> yeah, you're meant to get food and water. Um, according to secretsofsurvival.com, you have to find a group, because if you go it alone, you will fail. So that's Martin oh, dead. as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're dressed as a clown. And uh, also um, collect weapons. And as it says on the website, if you don't own a gun already, you're probably a commie liberal who doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> no paraphrasing, but it's pretty much what it is. Do you think we will see the collapse of civilization in our lifetime? Oh, I mean, I'll be committing suicide. So. Really? Is that the plan? Yeah, it's I thought great, Catholics isn't it? weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, I know, and I've got a baby. Bad, isn't it? <laughs> Michael and Tom, this one's for you. Uh, for some unfathomable reason, you both find yourself single and on the prowl. After a few unsuccessful nights out... For the listeners, we were about to kiss. <laughs> on a night out in a horrible, horrible nightclub, you spot the woman of your dreams. But according to wikihow.com, what is the correct way to seduce her? The woman of my dreams? Yes. Well, obviously by taking off my Tom Baker scarf. <laughs> and flinging tofu at her. <laughs> and if she's not seduced by that, then she's not the woman of my fucking dreams. Who the fuck is this woman? This complete stranger. Tom, how, how do you seduce a lady? Offer her nine drinks. <laughs> If she chooses nine different drinks, she's my lady. <laughs> Martin, you've, uh, you must have seduced some ladies in your time. Oh, yes. What technique did you use? Well, Plural. I, I, I bring them back to my flat and then they're convinced. <laughs> this man is not gay. Uh, Martin and I were once um, with a very drunk woman on a, on a night bus who kept being horrifically rude to most people on the bus, but for some reason, every time she did, she'd turn to Martin and say, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she got off the bus, she went, you're a lovely boy, you're a lovely-looking boy, but you're gay. <laughs> you're gay! And got off the bus, like that. And that's why I had this discussion later about whether Martin was gay. But brilliantly, the next time I saw Martin, he was incredibly drunk. And, uh, and I retold this story to someone else, and he said, you've got to stop telling people that. Can you tell everyone you know with a fanny that I am not gay? <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, that is what I'm trying to do. I'm in love. <laughs> I like a challenge. You're gay. <laughs> you get ladies giving you presents all the time, don't you, Martin? Because you're a bit famous. Yes, um, a lady got me some Lego once. <laughs> uh, she came up to me after a gig and gave me a little pirate Lego set because she said, I heard you like Lego. <laughs> Brilliant. Got it on a shelf in my flat. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> He's put it together. <laughs> Margaret, you are a lady. Yes, I am. How? I am the lady of my dream. That's correct. <laughs> How would um, a man seduce you? Well, I was just remembering that a man once came up to me in a nightclub very drunk and said, you're the most beautiful woman in this room. And I was still quite sober and I said, yeah, how, how many other people have you said that to? And he went, oh, only two. And one of them's gone home. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly slept with him just for that. He didn't realise that I was hysterical. I was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> 
What's an answer? Go on, there, yeah. there are 11 rules to seducing a woman, according 11. to WikiHow. Yes, 11. Yeah. Um, these include subtly reveal your human side by talk of sexuality and taboo. <laughs> Is this in chronological order? That seems a daring yeah, opening gambit. Yeah, well, that's, that's, Hello, that's lady. third on the list. <laughs> I have feelings and flesh. <laughs> Cancer. <laughs> Um, also, you are supposed to speak seductively, um, and they suggest that you don't talk about work or MySpace. <laughs> Where did I, you get this? I work for MySpace. <laughs> or Seafax. Or <laughs> oh, bamboo. I just love watching the numbers change. Why don't the internet do that? Uh, they say that you should show strategic weakness. Strategic witness. Yeah. We've got a really bad All my battleships are in the corner. <laughs> well, I don't think any of you knew anything about seducing women. So oh. I'm going to give Martin some points. Yay! Yay! Not gay, not gay, not gay, not gay, not gay. Might be gay. Our next round is Agony. <laughs> round is agony for everyone, including Martin White. <laughs> but especially for the poor people whose actual real letters we're reading out. It's not like we scanned their medical records, they sent them into magazines. <laughs> Margaret, let's start with you. What is your letter? It's from a stressed late teen. Dear agony aunt, I've had my boyfriend's name tattooed at the top of one of my thighs. I've asked him to do the same, but he won't. He says he doesn't want to be labelled, even though we've been together almost eight months. <laughs> do you think he doesn't love me? Tom, you're in a fledgling relationship, aren't you? <laughs> if she asked you to get a tattoo, what would you do? OK, then I would say, how about a tattoo of Super Mario representing your name? <laughs> a tattoo of Super Mario punching my nipple with a coin coming out the top. <laughs> nice. That's very romantic. I knew, uh, I knew someone as a teenager who had a tattoo of Garfield giving the finger on her oh, ass. Yeah. Uh, but that's the reason why oh. just don't get tattoos, especially when you're those, really young. Those it's... references will date. Exactly. <laughs> Garfield's not cool anymore. In the future, we might not have fingers. <laughs> I've got a tattoo of Carla from Cheers. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you think that's bad? I've actually got a tattoo of Carlton the Doorman from Rhoda. <laughs> I've got all of my space tattooed on me. Martin, I've got the test you... card on my back. <laughs> that, that would be That's awesome. Quite cool. That would be bloody awesome. Yeah, we all want awesome. that now. If you could get the colours right. But the test card is meant to test the limits of the television. <laughs> That's a terrible tattoo to get because ink doesn't take the skin like it does to television. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad Michael. I asked you before I made a stupid mistake. Just get the clown and the girl. <laughs> Is it the top of her thigh? Yeah. If you do it at the top of your thigh, but it'd still be quite hidden away. It's still going to be there. They've only been going out eight months. It depends what our name is. Because if it's like oh. Eva, that fits in the middle of loads of other words you can pretend you're meant to get. <laughs> yeah, but if her name's a really long number. <laughs> They just, it just looks a bit holocausty. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No one wants that. No one wants that. Yeah, cut that out. <laughs> well, I think 
Michael gets the oh. points. <laughs> um, do, any, do any of us have a tattoo? Any in, in this? I've got ta- I've got two tattoos. Have you? Yeah. What are they of? I've got a Japanese number nine uh, and some stars on my feet, and they're very lovely, and I'm proud oh, of yeah, them, I've and seen I don't stars regret on your feet. them. Oh. But you know, I, I didn't want to get a tattoo of, uh, on the bottom of my foot, <laughs> on my sole, with a black circle. And then in the rest of my foot, copyright, Lucasfilm 1977. <laughs> <laughs> and I pretend to be a Star Wars figure for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I told my brother-in-law about this, and uh, a little while ago, he got a tattoo. And I went, I'll be honest with you, mate, I ripped off your idea. And I went, yeah, I got made in 1972 on the bottom of my foot. It's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Michael, I believe you have a problem to read out for us. Dear Agony Aunt... My girlfriend and I broke up after three years together. I dumped her, but immediately regretted the decision. Now, one year later, she has agreed to take me back, but on one strange condition. (laughs) Every day when I come home from work, she wants to be able to slap my face. (laughs) She says that this has to continue until she feels the pain of 12 months separation has subsided. The strange thing is that afterwards she kisses me on the smacked bit of my face. <laughs> How can a girl be so brutal and loving at the same time? Is this a common situation? Okay, you keep that what girl. What should I do? <laughs> you make sure you never let her go. She's amazing. <laughs> Is it a really hard brilliant. slap, do you suppose? Or just a kind of a, like a symbolic slap? Well, she's not knocking him over, is she? Because so. after a while, his whole face would sort of erode away. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what advice would you give to this gentleman? Take it and develop a fetish for it. <laughs> mm, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Enjoy the pain. Martin? Uh, I'll run, run. <laughs> run away. Don't put up with that. No, 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 no. That's, that's not nice. No. I think you sort of work these things. It's a compromise, isn't it? It's uh... domestic yeah. violence is never a compromise. <laughs> yeah, open the door, get a slap. Have to say, I'd quite enjoy that. I think I would find that funny if that happened to me every day when I came. <laughs> it would be like, hey, honey, I'd... <laughs> it would be like the Pink I Panther would... films whenever would... Inspector Clouseau gets home <laughs> and she's hiding somewhere in a cupboard. <laughs> he goes to brush his teeth and opens the medicine cabinet and she jumps out and slaps him. <laughs> If I was him, I would surprise her. I'd do a little bit of a trick. When she was at work, right, one day, I'd have both my cheeks surgically removed. (laughs) In your face, my face, in your face. Or maybe just get, like, a big padded latex thing with loads of fake blood inside. So when she slaps you, like you suddenly start bleeding loads, then start screaming uncontrollably. She probably won't do it the next day. I think that's genuinely good advice. <laughs> I'm giving that some points. Yay. Yeah. So you've heard how excellent the panel are giving advice to nameless people in the ether. But how are they fair face-to-face with problems from our audience? Now, we have some pieces of paper here that members of the audience have written their problems down on, and they want our panel to give them advice. So, um, have we got Richard McScroty Balls <laughs> in the audience? Yeah. Over there. There he is. So, Richard, Richard McScroty Balls has asked, I am growing too much body hair. Which is the best way to disguise or remove it? 
channel. Do you know what? He's right in the shadows over there, and I can see that he's got far too much body. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a jumper. Right that is a jumper. Oh, 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 no, no, sorry. Sorry, my mistake. Where precisely is it? Well, from eyebrows up, hairline down, and the chest is getting quite bad. So it's growing wow. all over your face when it well, didn't before. So, so the face well, yes. is the bit you're most worried about? Well, that uh, and my buttocks, ha- Have yes. you... Um... <laughs> the buttocks, I would get um, clippers. Tweezers. Oh, oh clippers. 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 <laughs> so... It's showing off. Oh. I've got so much hair, poor Martin. <laughs> oh, God, Martin, Martin, I'm sorry. Can I have some of it? <laughs> Your ass in my head. <laughs> Has any of that helped? Immensely, yes. You're a lovely man. Well done. <laughs> Correct answer. Playing along. Is Simon here? Yay. Oh, are you, Simon? He wanted to know, how do I help my straight friend Paul realise he's gay and fancies me? <laughs> <laughs> Is Paul here? No. Okay. So he's definitely not gay. You just want but to corrupt his to. mind in some way so you can fuck him. <laughs> How about you consider a sex change? <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, over to Martin for interior decorating. <laughs> right, uh, first of all, take the Lego off his shelf. <laughs> I turned a man gay. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> insulting to your wife recently. Oh, she turned me gay years ago. <laughs> How did you turn a man gay? Um, oh, just by... Being no, Margaret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mainly, it's being an annoying woman. So, <laughs> so good luck with that. <laughs> well, at the end of that round, I think Margaret gets the points. Yay! It's time Margaret for the next gay. round, Ask the Expert. Ask, 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 ask. In this round, we want to know what the right thing to do in a very specific job or hobby-related situation is. And to do this, we get an expert at that job or hobby onto the show, and we sit them here in almost total silence while our panel wildly guess what they're thinking. Um, So before I introduce this week's guest, I should recommend that any children under the age of seven listening, and I'm sure there are lots, should skip forward the next ten minutes because what we're about to discuss may blow your tiny minds. (laughs) Our expert this week is Santa Claus! Welcome, Santa Claus! (laughs) It isn't the real Santa, it's Paul. Because Paul is an expert Santa. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. I am the real Santa. You are the real Santa? Good. How long have you been Santa? Uh, About ten years. (laughs) Who was Santa before you? Presumably my father. Um, so, before we start, you all get to ask Santa one question to gauge what sort of gentleman he is, and then we'll uh, find out what he says to you in certain situations. So, Margaret, have you got um, a question? Yes, I do. Where's the weirdest place you've been, Father Christmas? Uh, usually it's just in a department store, but I have been Father Christmas uh, in an erotic boutique before. <laughs> it, it wasn't aimed at children, there wasn't like that. <laughs> Why wow. did they have a Santa? What? It was Christmas. <laughs> When they sat on your lap, I mean... Was it a naked lap? Were they naked? Who was naked? It was completely normal. The only people that were naked were some uh, naked butler people they had. That, that had nothing to do with my grotto that was outside. <laughs> <laughs> Separate. 
You wouldn't have that in your grotto. Martin, do you have a question for Paul slash Santa? This is a question I ask of all people to gauge, to gauge what kind of person they are. Elvis or Beatles? <laughs> the insects. <laughs> I think I'll go with El- Elvis. Elvis is the answer. Tom, have you got a question? You seem like quite a jolly man. When was the last time you punched someone? <laughs> I've never ever ever punched someone. Very Yay. jolly. Good oh. man. That's jolly. I've never been police checked for any Santa gig of any kind. Really? What? Really? You do have a very innocent and childlike looking beard. <laughs> Michael, have you got a question? Yeah, I do. Um, Santa, you know when, like, you're in your grotto and kids are coming in and they want to sit on your knee and they want to say what they want for Christmas? You know when a kid comes in and you know you're way too old? What the fuck are you doing? Do you ever just tell them? Grow the fuck up. You're, like, 11. What the fuck are you doing? No. (laughs) I let them know that I know that they know that I know... But I would never let them, them bit, know. Yeah. So, like, whenever you, you, give, you them give them a little gift, it's like a book token. The gifts aren't my department. There's usually an elf. To give them a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. So I'm, I'm really desperately trying to think of an elf and safety thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... It's bad enough to use. Yeah. Doing the pun, but without the joke. Yep. <laughs> the worst of both worlds. It's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> One, Santa, you are on your last punters of the day when a beautiful woman approaches you with a smile. She doesn't have a child with her, but wants to see you anyway. You play along and ask her what she wants for Christmas. She tells you she loves you and the work you do, visiting all those children in one night, spreading love and kindness. It soon becomes apparent that she is crazy bonkers (laughs) and believes you are the real Santa Claus. She asks to take you for dinner and maybe coffee. What is the right thing to do in this situation? Panel, what did Paul say? Martin? I think you should say all Santa Claus-related innuendo as quickly as possible. (laughs) In record time. You're not going to do any of them, though? No. (laughs) I'm proud. Empty my sack. (laughs) I was once in... I went to Germany once, and um, I said to a German... uh, I was out drinking. It's getting late, and I said, um, I think I'm going to hit the sack. And he went, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he in German. That means something entirely different. That'd be like going out here and going, I'm just off home to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think that Paul believes that he is Father Christmas, and so he's with her, and, you know, why not make the most of the maniac? <laughs> oh, Michael. Shagger. There and then in the grotto. Right there, right then. Up the grotto. Don't let, don't let us say another Up word. Up the chimney, surely. <laughs> Paul, what did you do in this fictional situation? Um, I would turn it down because I'm Father Christmas and there's a Mrs Christmas at the North Pole. Oh. Really? Oh. I'm also married in real life. <laughs> OK, then that's fair. What do you mean? There's also always an elf standing just there. <laughs> taking pictures, that's the main well, thing. If, if the He's elf... always got an elf for safety. No, no, no. no I'll tell, no. tell you what, this woman sounds like a ho, ho, ho. Oh. Oh, OK, right. Sorry, sorry for the music and that. Well, thank you very much, Paul Santa Claus, for being our elf. I think 
Nicole gets the points in that round. It's time for the final round, Do the Wrong Thing. Do we not get to hear the film and TV round jingle? No, no we've had can we, to... Oh, can we hear the film and TV round jingle? jingle? Just hear the jingle. There's a film and TV round that's been cut out. And this redeems you, doesn't it? Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV. Film. TV. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm going to read out some situations and I want the panellists to jump in with what they think the wrong thing to do is. Points for out-wronging each other, extra points for being more wrong than anything else I've thought of. The round will end when producer Ben hoots his horn. OK, here we go. Walking along a busy road, you see a doddery old lady standing at the zebra crossing. What is the wrong thing to do? Paint her black and white and push her over. <laughs> thing is, genuinely, an ounce of mine died on a zebra crossing. And she was a nun. So that joke really, that really genuinely happened. Is it pull over and ask some really complicated directions? No. Oh, that's quite wrong. It's not as bad as killing her. No. Is, it, is it to get three other old ladies and put them in a row and take a picture like that? <laughs> <laughs> like Abbey like Road? <laughs> is it to get three other old ladies and tape socks to their genitals and do it like the Red Hot Chili Peppers did? <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you wake one morning to find you're able to communicate with the animals. They naturally regard you as the ruler. What is the wrong thing to do? Appoint a possum as Chancellor of the Exchequer. <laughs> I think you should give them an infinite amount of typewriters and say, can you just wank all over these, please? <laughs> is it to do racist animal voices? <laughs> Oh, you mean like that advert in Northern Ireland in 1972? It was the greatest advert and most racist advert. It was for banger made ice creams, and basically every ice lolly had a different cartoon character on the wrapper. It's like Penguin had a picture of Penguin, Joker had a picture of Jester, and all these come together and they're like, hey, we're your best friends, come and have our ice lollies. And they went, hey, it's banger made ice cream. And then right at the end of the advert, a monkey swings across the screen and goes, and don't forget to chuck ice. <laughs> Is it, is it not to make good on the promises you made before you got elected ruler? <laughs> is that the wrong thing to do? Yeah, that is the wrong thing to do, yes. yes. <laughs> That's going to sound like it was edited in. <laughs> <laughs> you ask a cast machine for £50, but it actually gives... Ask? Yes. <laughs> that is already the wrong thing to do. <laughs> To, to be fair, I do pray a lot before I put my card in. That's ten pounds, please. Then you buy yourself. Go on. I'm just saying you ask a cash machine for £50 when it gives you £5,000. You check your balance, it reads £50 withdrawal. What is the wrong thing to do? Give it back to those hard-working bankers. <laughs> Go around to other cash machines and give people... £200 of the money you've got to get £190 of their money from their account. And just keep doing that. So you'll make a loss on the 5000 but you'll have effectively money laundered it so that you cannot be traced when you go to Mexico. Very good. I'm really See impressed. you in Mexico, guys. 
Okay, a German man contacts you on Facebook and says his ultimate fantasy is to watch someone cut his foreskin off and cook it for him. He offers you £10,000. What is the wrong thing to do? Pair it with an Australian white. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's got to be old world. It's got to be old world. It's got to be an old world Uh, wine. I would go with the saucer. Why is, it... is that a German man? German men. I'd go with a set. Because there was a guy who did it. Yeah, yes, no, no, no. The f- German men don't have foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. No, they're, they're famously not Jewish now. I know. And I know, and I know that German men do not have foreskins. German men. They're, they're born without foreskin. <laughs> foreskin Deutsch technique. <laughs> Is it, is, is, it, is it to take the foreskin, sun-dry it, put it in a bowl of Cheerios <laughs> and make the person guess it? Which one is it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Your best friend is having an affair with their sister-in-law. What is the wrong thing to do? Their sister-in-law, so their brother's wife? Yeah. Or yeah, that one their was... husband's... Sister? Sister. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Use your words. <laughs> it's a riddle, isn't it? It's me, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're gay! <laughs> Martin, what's the wrong thing to do? Oh, um... Martin. We're waiting. Best friend's having an affair. Sister-in-law. With their own sister-in-law. With their own sister-in-law. <laughs> I can't think of anything funny. <laughs> what would Welcome you say wrong to the thing to do? <laughs> You are now team captain. <laughs> <laughs> I can leave. I've passed the Upgrade. test. <laughs> so, it's the end of the show. Let's pretend none of that happened. <laughs> none of it. None of it ever took place. Like a beautiful fan dance that was mostly erotic, but over too soon. It's the end of the show. Producer Ben, what are the final scores? Tom and Michael have five. Mm. But Martin and Margaret have six. Yay! Well done, Fuck you guys! Fuck you guys! Thank you for listening to the show. Goodbye!